Jeff, I got some stuff over here. We're going to talk a little oh, we're bit started about already. We're, we're okay. started, Yeah, we're going to talk a little <laughs> okay. bit about science. I'm sorry. You're still looking over your nose. Yeah, we're we're on now, Jeff. You, you said a few weeks ago about quantum physics. Yeah. 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 yeah we well, we'll talked about that a little again. bit in the past, yeah. but I'm ready to deal with it again. I'm yeah. anxious to hear what you have to say. Yeah. I think this will be fun. We'll see what happens here. Thank you for listening to the Fields Brothers Show. I can barely hear that through my headphones. Well, Jeff, really? uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll adjust your headphone volume. Maybe that's okay. Uh, I don't know. The, the, um, the intro, uh, thank you for listening. I can barely hear it through my headphones. So hopefully yeah, everything's okay. Do you want to do an intro or do you want me to do it? Yeah, you can go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Well, I'm Roger Fields. I'm with Jeff. We're the Fields Brothers. We're in central Kentucky, and we're talking about the amazing grace of God. We're talking about stuff that happens in our own lives, just whatever quirky ideas that happen to race through our brains, I guess, sometimes. So anyway... Um, Anything going on over there? I got something. I got a little size I'm going to lay on you. Um, but do you have anything first before I do that? Not really. Not really. <laughs> I mean, you I just came loaded over there. I, I mean, I could, all right. but nothing, nothing all that uh, well, you know, pressing. Okay. Or breaking news. No. So, so um, we'll just jump right into the. All right. Light, easy topic of quantum physics. Is okay, that right? well, I, is that what we're doing? I've been I've been becoming kind of an amateur student of quantum physics, which I have found totally mind blowing. And uh, I'll give you a little bit of what I am learning, and then I want to relate this to something I think pretty interesting. I don't that, think you needed to add the word amateur. I think everyone pretty much knew that, but but go ahead. Okay, thank you, Jeff. All right, so I'm just acknowledging to, okay. that I'm not claiming to be a scientist. Okay. Is all okay. I'm trying to do. Okay. But when they began to look at subatomic particles, which are these are the protons that make up atoms, they were kind of minds were blown, and they realized that these sometimes these are particles, sometimes they're waves, or coming um, a, a mathematical formula that they're just not. It's it's not what you would think. They're just not stagnant particles. They know that for a fact, and so uh, they began to realize there's not they're not sure what holds these together. They're just not sure. Um, sometimes these particles um, act one way, sometimes they act another way, and they're not sure what actually makes them cohesive. And so I thought, well, and of course, my brain goes to Scripture when you hear stuff like this. And of course, I love the Scripture in Colossians. Now, this is what it says in the English Standard Version. It says, this is in Colossians chapter 1, verse um, um, 16 and 17. It says, Look at here. Look at where I am. See? Okay, there you go. I'm already there. I, I was thinking right. that too when I knew the well, topic. Here we go. Now, this is going to get interesting, but let me read the scripture in a couple of different translations. It says, For by him all things were created, talking about Jesus now, right. in heaven, on earth, visible and invisible. Yep. Okay. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created for him and by him. He well, what does all things mean? To all. me, it would be all things. <laughs> I'm just kind of joking. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I think there's a lot of times in the New Testament where the word all is, and it's kind of like... Some, yeah. Okay, no, all. Like, okay. And he is before all things, and in him all things hold together. So that's kind of the interesting phrase in that, all things hold together. Yes. Um, I love it. In the Amplified, it says it this way. He himself existed as before all things, and in him all things hold together. He is the controlling cohesive force of the universe. Now that's kind of an interpretation, mm-hmm. but that's I thought that was pretty good. But there's every every translation one way or another says in him he holds all things together. So that, well that's interesting, you know. I mean it's like okay, so that's what they've already acknowledged. Now there's a physicist who is kind of, I guess the the father of uh, quantum physics. His full German name is Max Carl Ernst Ludwig Planck. Now, a lot of times people know him as Max Planck. 
Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I'll go with that. Okay. But he is, he made what they say just substantial contributions to theoretical physicists, uh, quantum physics, or quantum, quantum mechanics and quantum physics are really synonymous terms. Okay. Now, he won the Nobel Prize for this, his discoveries, in 1918. Okay. So quantum physics has been studied for a long time. 100 years. Over okay. Yeah. And so this is what he says. And I think he made this statement when he accepted his Nobel Prize. Okay, here's Max Planck, pretty much the father of quantum physics. He says this, All matter originates and exists only by virtue of a force. We must assume behind this force the existence of a conscious and intelligent mind. This mind is the matrix of all matter. Now, he made a lot of other cool, super cool quotes, but that one where he believes that what holds all subs together is an intelligent mind. Yeah. I think I that's mean, a very cool yeah, quote. Uh, it's, when I knew you were going to talk about this, you know, I, my mind immediately went to Colossians 1. I think John 1 fits into this as well. You know, that he was in the beginning, you know, being it was, was the word the word was with god the word was god and he was in the beginning with god all things were made through him and without him nothing was made that was made in him was life and the life was the light of men and the light shines in the darkness darkness did not comprehend it goes on and then verse in colossians i mean that through him everything is held together and it says in him too i mean there is a sense in which the entire universe is in christ Mm -hmm. you know we we talk about the phrase in christ and all this but there is to some degree anyway now people disagree to what to what extent but there is at least some extent to which every all things (laughs) i mean that's pretty pretty broad you know that everybody and all things in the universe in sense is in christ with that he is the creator yeah but we're not we're not promoting universalism here i mean we're not saying that that every everybody in the world is Right, I mean, that's where Christ. I said that different yeah. people go different yeah. directions from yeah. that. But I think it, but, I think it is helpful to at least acknowledge to some extent that that there is already every person does have some connection to Christ, yeah. one way or the other. Okay. I mean, because they're right. in Him. I mean, it's like in Acts, Paul said, you know, uh, in Him we live and move and have our being. You know, he yeah. said that to a yeah. bunch of pagans. You know, yeah, at that point. But all right, okay, all right. I got something else, but go ahead. You have anything? Well, along the physics line, I heard this just the other day, and I, I'm, I'm, if I heard this before, I forgot. But just the idea that God is a Trinity is, and you know, the atom has three parts. Do you remember that? Put you on the spot here. Do you remember your science class? Electrons, protons, neutrons. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So there's three. You know, and, yeah. and you know, everything is physical is made up of atoms, and and those are three parts. And I don't think that's a coincidence that yeah. you know, God well, you know, one of the things, is a Trinity. Okay. One of the things that there, and there's a lot more about this one I'm going to say, but one of the things you're discovering is this, the patterns in science are in different fields of science that should not be there. In other words, I'll give you a real simple, basic example. Okay. If, if you look at a fingerprint, there's a pattern to a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. Everybody's fingerprints are different, but yeah, there's a certain kind of a circular pattern. Well, basically, it's the same pattern you find in trees. You cut a tree down. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why is that pattern so similar to a fingerprint? Mm-hmm. And so the conclusion might be that, well, maybe the same designer designed them both. And there are a lot of things like that. This is one. I'll bring some more examples to it. Aren't lungs notebook. like that, like a tree? The kind of the, the if you look at a. I don't know if you call it an X-ray or an MRI. Like well, a you know, the, branch, the formation, you mean like yeah, the, yeah, like, just yeah. like the lung branches that out. That might looks be very considered much like another example. But there are a lot of things in in science that are like that. There are patterns 
that you wouldn't think would necessarily have to be so similar, but there are, I mean, even like there's patterns of the of, of DNA where that pattern is found in other mm-hmm. places of science. You think, well, why is that? It's kind of like an artist has a certain style. It's and paintings look like a little that. bit like yeah, that. Yeah, it is kind of like yeah, that. I like that. So, okay, go keep going. Yeah, well, here I got you chase. Can I change topics on yes, you? Yes. Yeah. Um, real simple statement, but you know, most people want God. Most believers will say this: want God to be real to them. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's real simple. They just want God to be real in their lives. Well, and they. The mistake they make is they think that there's things that they do for God to be more real, okay? Right. And so here's, for example, if you're you know, doing more stuff for God, like that'll make God more real to me. Or if I attend more services, sing more songs, pray longer, give more money, read more Christian books, if I follow Jesus more closely, if I confess more sin, if I get more doctrinally pure, or if I win somebody else to Jesus. I, mean, I heard a really well-known Bible teacher the other day say, you know, if you have, if you have not won somebody else yeah. to the Lord, you're just you're not right with God. He said point blank, you are not right with God. I think, well, what the, you know, <laughs> study the Bible more. You know, so here's what here's what I would like to say to our listeners. Okay, if you want God to be more real to you, then just go deeper into the gospel. And here's a place to start. Okay, just an idea. This is not a doctrine. This is not a principle. As much. This is just an idea. But the first, well, the uh, verses 3 through 14 of Ephesians chapter 1 Amen. lay out some unbelievably amazing statements about the gospel. I believe it really peels apart the go- a lot of levels of the gospel. And it talks about that God has blessed you with every spiritual blessing, that you've been chosen before the foundations of the world, that God has making you whole, he made you holy and blameless, you've been adopted. There's all kinds. Of, if you want God to be more real, just soak in the gospel more. Yeah, and it's all been done. It's I mean, been all that, done. that list. You, you soak in what's happened. That's how God becomes more real. It's not a matter of getting closer to God. Mm-hmm. I believe it, through our faith, it says very clearly that we're in Christ. Christ is in us. It, so we're in Christ. So it's not a matter of God getting more close. So I think what people want when they, I think they misstate it. They say, well, I want to get closer to God. Really, what they, I think they really want is for God to be more real to them. Mm-hmm. And there is a way to do that. I believe the more you soak in the gospel, what's, what's already happened, what's already true, and I believe there's a lot of scriptures that indicate that. But I would just say to a listener, if you want God to see more religion, just you could spend three years doing nothing but just reading those verses in the first chapter of Ephesians, just soaking that yeah. in. You know, it's not a matter of width. Sometimes it's just depth. Just let that sink in. What God says about you and what God says is true. Ephesians chapter one, uh, verses three through fourteen. I mean, it's just a matter of knowing, waking up to what's already real and true, and and who we already are. So, yeah, that'd be a great place for the Gospel of John. I'm gaining more and more of an appreciation for the Gospel of John, too. But yeah. It's a longer, obviously. But, um, but I mean, it's yeah. like, okay, for instance, let me, give you, maybe I'm, let me try to even clarify this a little bit more. It's like what it says in there that you have been predestined or chosen before the foundations of, of the world. Now, that's not to me, that does not mean, okay, you've got to then doctrinally figure out where you fit in with Calvinism and <laughs> yeah. all that, okay? The, whether you're Calvinist or not, whatever, this is still a statement in the Bible that somehow, some way, God got a hold of you, he wanted you for his own, and he did that before yeah. the foundation. Anyway, yeah. Just letting that sink in, not having to figure out all the theological dimensions of it, not trying to figure out... 
you know, just allowing that to be something that's real to you, I think will make God seem more real to you. You know, anyway, in that passage, you'll look in that passage. The next verse goes on having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ. And I've gained a, a further appreciation for adoption. I heard someone say the other day, and I never thought about this. Okay. Why does someone adopt a child? Why does, why do parents adopt a child? Do they adopt a child just to, so that that child will have legal standing and someday inherit some money or, you know, they want, they want the that, child but they, they want the child to participate. They want that child to experience the joy of their family. Yeah, and I they, think they, they want to nurture that child. They want to nurture that child. They want yeah. that child to be yeah. to experience the joy and the community and the fellowship of that family. And so, you know, God didn't adopt us just to change us from, you know, a, a, a guilty category to a non-guilty category or anything like that. I, I think we, and I've hinted this before, I, th- I think we use the legal framework way too much. Yeah, we take a little too much, too much of a transaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just transaction. Yeah. But you think of that adoption. So he chose us, what you mentioned, and predestined us to be adopted. So, I mean, that's, and that gets back to the Trinity. I'm, I'm gaining a more appreciation of that, that, that God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, there was a community from before time began, and they wanted us in that community they mm-hmm. wanted us in that family they wanted us in that fellowship and that's kind of how first john starts out you know this joy that you know that you might have joy with us and so um yeah that is I mean, really that is profound. you know yeah. that's something yeah. and, and again we read it but it's also so I, yeah i would encourage people to read i would also ask, encourage people to you know as they read or even when they're not reading it just ask the holy spirit you know spirit of god open my eyes that's yeah. what paul prayed later on in that chapter just yeah. open my eyes to see you to see who I am. See, and I think, would you agree with this? For instance, I've read the other day that the average person, I don't know if it's true, but it's seemed to ring true, that the average person has between 60 and 80,000 thoughts per day. I was saying it's more like 48 and 49, five, but I'll go with that. We're going to go with 48. That's right. If you have (laughs) tens of thousands of thoughts every day, then you have to ask yourself a question because some of them are just about, you know, you're driving your car or they're just thoughts about things. But you have to think, okay, when, when some of those thoughts are about yourself, how many of those thoughts are about your performance and maybe before that, you know, you're not living up to what God would, would expect? And how many of those thoughts really are about who you are in Christ, mm-hmm. what he's done for you, the fact that he's about his overwhelming love for you? I mean, how many of those thoughts? I mean, it's it's like it's like you can you can read something out of the Bible that talks about what God has done for you through the gospel. And you can give that two, three, four thoughts. Yeah. And then you might have 8,000 thoughts that day about, boy, I'm just not doing you know what I need to be mm-hmm. doing. And it's like, and I think one of the things that would be helpful to most believers is just have a few more thoughts yeah. about the reality of the gospel. And I believe that through that, God will become more real to you. Yeah, and I mean, it's back to the renewing of the mind. Of uh, you know, that's where the battle is. I mean, that that other verse about the minds being darkened. Um, you know, just to. I mean, you know, Satan, put you know, he whispers thoughts in her mind or brings back thoughts from her past. I mean, a lot of stuff we experience yeah. in childhood. Now, yeah. You know, a lot of people have had horrendous childhoods and things like that yeah. that uh, that still affect them and and kind of plant things in there in their minds that that still affect them. So absolutely. Let me lay something else on you. Let me, I'm going to get your opinion of this. Okay. Now we've talked, talked, um, 
I guess last podcast about the uh, the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. Okay, and we talked about that, and that he was celebrated. Came back. So we think, okay, what what do you? How do you think of yourself? And we've talked about how it's, it's typical today to um, characterize believers as well. We're followers of Christ, and we say, well, that's not really the best way to yeah. say that. There's very little, really, particularly after the cross, of being a follower. Well, let me give you this phrase. And one of the things I think, let me just kind of tee this up a little bit, to use your golf analogy, um, is, is that I think a, there are some scriptures or some things that are stated, I think pretty clearly in the Bible, that we're just too timid to accept or to proclaim or to say this is true. Oh, absolutely. Okay? I think a lot of it is just to me, we're just too squeamish about it. It's like it's too over the top for us to say, you know, sometimes it's false humility. Well, we can't really be that good. No. So, let me give you one I believe is an example. Okay. Now, if I were to tell you one more time, is that if I were to say to you, how what, what is a descriptive word that we could use to talk about believers or to describe a believer or to characterize a believer this is not one that usually comes up okay but it's repeated i believe a lot in scripture and i'll let's see i'm gonna jump around a little bit from my notes but in galatians chapter 3 verse 26 for in christ Jesus you are all sons of god through faith now yeah. if someone were to ask you to say say roger who are you not just you're not just you're a realtor not just what you do for a living well who are you I mean, most of us are not going to say, I'm telling you, well, I'm a son of God. Yeah, now, we're not you. saying the son of God, because yeah. it does make a distinction, and I'll read that, that you're adopted. Jesus was like, for, well, Galatians 4, it says, um, because you're sons of too, God. So, yeah, it's, it's both, I think. It, because God said the spirit of his son into your heart, so you're no longer a slave, you're an heir of God. Um, you've been in, you've been adopted into this, um, what's that in uh, Ephesians chapter one, but let me give you a couple of real quick rundowns here. Okay. For you who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God, Romans eight, uh, Romans nine, it says, uh, you are to people who are not my people. God says, I will call them sons of the living God. Um, uh, for second Corinthians uh, chapter six, verse 18, I will be a father to you. You will be sons and daughters to me. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Um, I mean, there's a bunch of places, but you don't. Nobody ever, 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 ever says that. We kind of we're okay with it in the plural. Yeah, we're all children of God, type of thing, or even child of God is, yeah. is kind of a little less yeah. edgy than yeah. son of God. Yeah, uh, I mean Jesus. That's what they tried to kill Jesus for earlier. He made that claim. Now yeah. I believe Jesus is distinct. We're not claiming to be Jesus. Right. Yeah, Jesus it, it was yeah. a you know he was a, he was the son of God. We get to be sons of God because we're grafted in. We've in, uh, inherited uh, this status because of what He's done for us. He's been included adopted. us in Him. We've yeah. been adopted, so we're kind of in yeah. a way we're an adopted. But I mean, it, and I think whether you're male or female, you can say you're a son of God. Yeah, and uh, you or if you want to say go with the Second Corinthians version, you're a sons and daughters. That's fine. But nobody would ever say that. You sure can't put that on your business card. You know, <laughs> okay. Roger Fields, son of God. Well, you, you talk about at the time you had your appointment at the dentist's office, and they the, on the form, you know, had, yeah. what was the question? How well, do you um? They said, <laughs> and you said your highness or something like that. They said, how, what, what would you? How would you like us to refer to you? I think is how they said it was on a big form, and I thought, well, okay. How would you like to be referred to? I think is how your they Majesty said. is what and you I put. Said, I said, well. I guess I'd like to be referred to as your majesty. And so I just wrote your majesty. And so it was about 15 minutes later, the nurse stuck her head out of the door and said, 
did you write down your majesty on how you want? I was, well, it said, what do I prefer to be called? Okay. No, we're so So next time you're in that office, why don't you put son of God, Roger, the son of God. <laughs> Might put up a just so it yeah, doesn't. Yeah, you know, yeah, right. A son of God, not the there. son of God, but a son of God. And then, so then, okay. Now, not on how you. I mean, this opens up a whole other discussion, which I don't know that I'm prepared to say anything <laughs> profound about. But this does lead then me into Hebrews 12, where it talks about whatever you believe the discipline of the Lord is. There is something going on there. He says he disciplines you because you're a son. Yeah. I mean, that's Training, what it says. The yeah, Lord disciplines the one he loves. He chastises every son whom he receives. Now, a lot of that can be God correcting. No, that doesn't mean he's giving yeah, you cancer it's not or a, taking you through a car wreck. It's not retribution. Yeah, it's not, not retribution. punishment. It, but it's training is, for a future. But, but yeah. he does do things to help you to grow in who you are, and he does that because why? Because, well, it's just the way the program works. Well, no, it's because you are a son of God. I mean, he says that term over and over and over in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 3 through 11. And so I don't know. I think, you know, we're, we're just so, it's like, the, it's like the whole thing with forgiveness. We're just too squeamish. I mean, it says you've been forgiven of all sin. Well, no, not really all sin. I mean, not your yeah. future sins. Well, all sin is all sin. <sighs> yeah. But anyway, so part of our hesitancy is I think the devil has just convinced us that we just got to tamp down oh, yeah, the good absolutely. news a little bit. And, gets us, and, and we tend to view God through our own lens of guilt and shame. Yeah. And it's like, well, we've talked about it one time back, that verse in Romans 1, where I am not ashamed of the gospel. Right. I mean, that's what we're talking about here. Right. You know, the gospel is not just that there was a man named Jesus who yeah. lived and died and rose again. The gospel is all these things. Yeah. He has made us sons. God yeah. is our father. So, I am a son of God. All my, you know, all that goes into the gospel. Right. So so if somebody says to me, Roger, that is just too crazy that all sins are forgiven, that you're a child of God, a son of God, is just, I could say, yeah, I know, but it's the gospel. I don't know yeah. what to tell you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't I didn't write yeah. this. I'm just saying I it's crazy to me too. Yeah. You know? And it's, it's I mean, mind that, blowing yeah. also. Well, me. let me know. Let me know how that goes when your conversations and. <laughs> well, I'm not saying I'm ready for the business card, I, but you know, I mean, I'm just saying. It's okay, just there you go. Too, you put it on a on a business card. Or, you know, I'm not sure that. Well, with actually, a, not with not, the realtor group, allow uh, that in your advertising. That, that's what I was going to say. You know, actually, you'd be surprised, even in your personal stuff, how many regulations there are on realtors. Yeah. If well, I, I know, I know, our, my you know, area is regulated even quite a bit. Even if I don't say anything about real estate, if there's positions I take, oh, I can get some. I can lose yeah. my license, even if it's just a personal. Yeah. So I don't but, know, but it's probably never come up in the National Association of Realtors that I'm aware of. <laughs> I mean, I can see him now at some board meeting or some meeting. You know, we got some guy down in Kentucky who says he's a son of God who also is a realtor. What are we going to do about this? So there uh, is. I mean, the gospel is basically just having our eyes open and waking up to what already is. Yeah. And you know, believing it's not what brings it i mean believing is what allows us to experience the the truth um but so i mean right. yeah just seeing who we are i read this phrase the other day this changes the track a little bit but see what you think is i heard it said uh, the old testament is really just training wheels for the new testament how would you respond um, to that i don't know um <laughs> I mean, in really certain really ways, mean, yeah, yeah I, would, I wouldn't ways, take maybe. it very far. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, well, that's I what I thought. Well, well, maybe far, yes, really. maybe no. But uh, okay. and then I read. We'll, we'll give one okay. other quote. I read a quote that says most Christians really are are Jewish. They just don't know it. 
because we do adhere more to just the, oh. the idea of the law and they, oh, I see. it's okay. like, yeah, you know, in that. that sense, we're kind of Jewish. We just don't know that we're Jewish because we really rely on that system of obligations and yeah. rules. And, and so all you're that. saying incorrectly. Incorrectly, yeah, yes, that, incorrectly. That we shouldn't be that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Over there. I heard someone talk about the other, you know, we've talked about the gospel being good advice or good news, not good advice. And, and I've always, you know, I think of that in contrast to advice. What I hadn't thought of is the, the very nature of news. News, by definition, is something you don't yet know. Right. If you already know it, it can't be news. Right. You know, news right. is what you someone telling you what you do not know. I say, Jeff, I got some news for you. Yeah. I'm implying that you don't know. That I don't know this. Right, you. exactly. Right. And right. so the gospel is good news. Right. It's things that the natural mind does not right. know. Yeah, very simple point. not That's good. good. There, that, that it's, and so, I mean, you know, just, I mean, I think I'm, I'm seeing more and more of how much we have misunderstood God and misunderstood so much of Scripture that we tend to view Scripture. Um, that's why I think there's a lot of Scriptures that, that don't seem to go together. You know, there's so many topics. Like right now, there's a, there's a hot debate in one little tiny corner of Facebook about once saved, always saved, and all that. Of course, both mm-hmm. sides bring up their Scriptures, and right. you right. go there. And I think whenever we get to that point where it's just this set of Scriptures versus that set of Scriptures, yeah. we're already on the wrong path. Yeah. We, we've already missed it. We're just acting like a bunch of attorneys and scribes and Pharisees and all that. It's just that because we can, we don't realize how we can misunderstand Scripture. And that's why God gave us the Holy Spirit, to live inside of us, to come inside of us, to enlighten us, to bring light into our darkened minds, to see that we have an incredible Father. And, uh, yeah, I'm a son of God. So deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> that might be a podcast on I'm a son of God. Deal with it. <laughs> I had to think about that. Oh, Jeff, I'm, I've got something that I might do in a upcoming podcast but i have i am nervous it might be offensive so i may not do this but i'm gonna tell you i've got the top 10 scriptures you're never gonna see engraved on a plaque these are the top 10 you're never gonna see in a because we don't really have christian bookstores anymore really do very few yeah very few but you're never going to see this in any bookstore. These are top ten okay. scriptures. All right. Yeah, I would like to hear that. Like and about, it reminds me, I heard someone else talk about the list of Bible verses that Bible believers don't believe, or something like that. Yeah. You know. So well, maybe, these yeah. would be these would be some stuff that you you might still believe, but you're not going to want it on a plaque in your house. <laughs> well, so we'll see. I'm, I I'm guess we're talking about a lot of Old Testament passages. No, no, there's, there's both. Some there's some. Uh, there's mm-hmm. both. There's both. There's just some things like, well, anyway, okay. we'll see. All right, just tease it. I have to have a little bit of courage to do this list, <laughs> okay. so I have to, I don't know, we'll see.